I've got two words and three letters for y'all. Bama basketball, LFG. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I am doing awesome. Did uh, anything good happen yesterday? No, nah, not much. It's sort of mundane, but thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen. Also, thanks to LinkedIn. I'll tell you about LinkedIn later. Jimmy apparently is a suspect in a triple murder. It looks like he is in the uh, the the questioning room of of the police station. You normally have that nice background. I don't know what you got this time, but anyway, Jimmy. I murdered my family for making me go to a Christmas thing yesterday and missing the basketball game. True. Look, we're going to talk basketball first. There's no doubt about it. We're also going to talk Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game. I was at the game. I didn't get to interview as many players as I wanted to. They've gotten a little bit stricter about some of that stuff. But I will talk about that. But you got to start with Alabama basketball, uh, defeating the number one team in the country, Houston. There's so much to dissect here. I mean, Brandon Miller, 0 for 8 from the field, but coming up huge at the end. It would have been so easy for a freshman like that to freeze up in key moments, and he hits all his free throws down the stretch. Uh, ends up with eight points all at the free throw line. Pretty incredible. Noah Clowney is quickly becoming a dude. I am now 100% fearful he's one and done. He is looking awesome. Um, Jaden Bradley, this is a guy that is that you talk about a guy that grew up yesterday. Um, he grew up yesterday. And he had so many fantastic plays, a really tough and one, a drive to the bucket with a huge dunk when um, one of Houston's main defenders fouled out of the ball game. And uh, Rylan Griffin, I thought, played really well, too. Nick Pringle even got in there and got some points. Hey, kudos to Nick Pringle. I didn't know this. Before yesterday, he hadn't shot a free throw all, all year. Now, he only went one of two. But if you hadn't shot a free throw all year and you're on the road at the number one team in a hostile environment to make one of two when you're not a great free throw shooter, I, I'm assuming he's not. I mean, I think that's a fair assumption. That That's pretty doggone good. Um, Mark Sears still just being super tough. How about how clutch he's becoming? Um, Namari Burnett. Look, it, I, I'm almost going down the entire roster because they all deserve the accolades. Charles Bediaco played pretty doggone well. He's the one that set the really nice screen for Mark Sears at the top of the key to hit the three-pointer to take the lead. So I'm just so – man, I'm just ecstatic. I don't know what else to say. Um, here's – I'm going to say this, and then I'll talk about it later in the week. I don't want to say it anymore. Two things. Let's not drop the ball now against Memphis on Tuesday. Let's keep this going. Secondly, if you can get there Tuesday, I know it's an 8 o'clock game. I, I know it is. I know Coleman Coliseum in, in the, the best venue. I know we all want a new one. But this is what we've all been clamoring for. We wanted a team like this. So, please, if you can go Tuesday night, and again, I know it's at 8 o'clock. I know it's on TV. Please, I'm begging you go to the game. Let's have a good environment. This Memphis team has already beaten Ole Miss. They just beat Auburn. They play us, and then they play Texas A&M. They might as well be in the SEC. But, Jimmy, I'll let you just give your thoughts on the game now. 
Well, unlike uh, Luke, and, and, and uh, I, I've caught up on everything and, and seen highlight packages and, and everything. I, I'm sorry for not being able to watch the game. I had a, a family commitment. But, uh, gosh, I'm just – you know, Nate Oates is now five and four against top five teams at Alabama, which is insane. That's an insane record. Um, I would just w- have one note of caution – uh, not that I'm trying to be a wet blanket here, but let's remember that last year's team also uh, was very impressive early, had really good wins early, and then just just faded as the season wore on. That That's what to watch for here. Uh, will this team follow uh, a similar uh, uh, you know arc? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think this team's better. I, I, I find really what's amazing to me, Luke, is last season's team – clearly struggled in terms of chemistry and and this year's football team is similar where I would describe it as the parts of the team are worth more than the sum of the team if you broke the team down and sold off the parts you're going to get a pretty good price for all of it right but when when you meld it all together into one motor vehicle uh the car just doesn't run as well as you would think it would uh it looks like when you look at all the parts you're like hey this is a Daytona 500 NASCAR winner, uh, and then you put all those parts in together, and you make the car, and uh, and you come in last place in the uh, Atlanta uh, rush hour traffic races. I mean, it, it, it much less NASCAR. So uh, I felt like last year's basketball team was like that. This year's football team was like that. Uh, this basketball team seems to be the opposite. It seems to be like all these parts. Uh, boy, the parts look good, and then you put it together, and the car just, you know races. Uh, it, it, it's it's a really good team with a lot of good chemistry. The fact that you can beat Houston with Brandon Miller not making a field goal sounds impossible. Uh, just shows how deep the team is with uh, difference makers and good players. And uh, wow, just, just amazing. Uh, Tuesday night against Memphis, another unbelievable challenge. Uh, Alabama's strength of schedule must not be ranked number one. It must be like negative three. I mean, who's who's playing a schedule like this? I mean, after Houston, we, you go play Memphis, and then it's going to be Gonzaga? Uh, just nuts. But, hey, uh, the team does deserve a good home crowd. I, I so hate that I basically live in Tuscaloosa and I can't be there. I'm on these multiple family Christmas, multiple different parts of the family to see over the holidays and uh i won't be able to be there but uh this time i will be able to watch so that i'm looking forward to yeah i'm I'm with you i, I do a sports show every tuesday night so uh i'm not going to be able to be there either but i look I, I would suck it up people know me i i'll go look friday night in mobile um i went to bed at 7 30 i was by myself i had nothing to do and i went to bed happily at 7 30. So I go to bed early, but I would 100% if I were capable go to this game, even though I wouldn't get home till about midnight, I wouldn't care. I'd go. This team needs our support. Uh, Nate Oates needs our support. This dude, um, man, we, we got to start appreciating him a little more. This he's earned it. He's earned it. Um, I know they were, look, I doubted him a little bit a couple of years ago. I have no problem saying that I was dead wrong. This is a guy I want leading my program for years and years and years and years, and I want him uh, to to helm this thing. And, and he is putting us 
at a place we've never been before. And man, I, I couldn't be more thrilled. So I just hope that uh, we keep giving him the support he so rightly deserves. Jimmy, I want to tell everybody about LinkedIn now. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. We use LinkedIn Jobs at Robinson Iron. I know several other friends of mine who have used LinkedIn Jobs. It is so easy and so successful. I mean, it really is. It really helps you out. Uh, simple tools like screening questions, Make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and helps you find them faster. Post your job for free at linkedinjobs.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions will apply. Jimmy, um, I, you know, I just I don't want to give up on this. I, I want to talk Alabama, Mississippi. Uh, I really do, and maybe I'll sneak. I'll do half of the half of the rest of this on basketball, and half the rest on Alabama, Mississippi, and then the final on Alabama, Mississippi. But um, you know, that environment w was great. Uh, when and and I unfortunately, I, like you, um, I wasn't able to watch all the game. I I have since watched several highlights, as many as I could find. Uh, because I was calling Alabama Mississippi All Star Game, and uh, when the All Star Game was over, I left, jumped in my car. I had the game on my computer, um, and so I I was able to leave about halftime of of the basketball game. Right, mm -hmm. I get in the car and I'm listening to it on the radio, and um, man, they go up 15, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, I'd already prepared myself. I was like, okay, um, if we just don't lose by 30. I'm fine with this. This is a good grow-up moment for us, you know, because I I had I had no delusions of grandeur of this team being able to come back at this age uh, against a Houston team defensively. Dan Wolken, who I know most no, nobody likes him, but he he's tweeted something very true. He said, "Look, if, and this was on Houston's big run." He said, "If y'all aren't watching Alabama Houston, because most everybody was probably watching Army Navy," he said, "If y'all aren't watching Alabama Houston, Houston is putting on a defensive clinic, and they were." They were. That's what's so incredible to me is this team made a comeback against a squad at their gym in an intimate environment, going bananas with the spotlight dead on them against the number one team that plays great defense. And this young group of freshmen without Brandon Miller's help really came back and won. It's, it's, you can't say enough good things about it. Frankly, Jimmy, I, I think this may be our best regular season win since we defeated Arkansas when they were number one in Tuscaloosa back when I was in school. And that was in the 92, 93, 94, somewhere in there. Oh, it was a Hobbs team. Yep. Yep. Um, but I was in school that year and I was at the game and I remember everybody piling up on the, on, uh, I was there. Yeah, it was, I was I there too. I didn't know you, but I was there. I, I was in the, pool. I thought you looked familiar. Um, yeah, but, uh, Smaller, uh, short, drunk guy. Uh, but, yeah, I think this is – you know, and I could make the argument, Jimmy, this is a top five win in Alabama history. Right. Now, again, and, and, you know, Kentucky fans hear that and go, huh, that's your top five win? Well, we hadn't won a national championship. We hadn't been to the Final Four. So, yeah, we got to start somewhere. And going on, on a uh, 
on the road, not a neutral site game, not a neutral site game, at, at a place that was hostile, that wanted revenge, that felt they got screwed over last year, and and we go there and get the win against the number one team in that environment and with, with that scenario, with a, with a team full of freshmen, with our best player, the best freshman in the country, a guy who's probably going to be an All-American, having his worst game of the year, yeah, that's one of the, that's a top five win in Alabama basketball history. Hey, this is, you know, just me and the way I, I think of things. I try to be realistic. It's part of me trying to be realistic and objective. Before the season starts, I look at the SEC basketball schedule, and, you know, there's nine road games, right? And I look through those road games, and I just assume probably the toughest six of the nine, those are just losses. I mean, that, okay, we're not going to win. These these are the six toughest. Okay, what are the three most winnable road games where we can steal some road wins, maybe finish with 12 conference wins, finish, you know, 12 and six, which is outstanding. You might even win the league at 12 and six conceivably. So I'm always looking, okay, what six road games are just not winnable? Uh, and maybe these three road games we can steal, right? You know, if you beat Houston on the road, Luke, I've got to go back and reconsider the whole thing. I mean, what road game now doesn't look winnable? I mean, they all look winnable when you can win under the circumstance Alabama won yesterday. So that's what's so incredible about it is that game will also serve Alabama well when you're playing on the road in the SEC and Coach Oates is telling them, Guys, this environment's going to be tough. This is this is going to be a tough atmosphere. The crowd's going to be against you, um, and not you know it, it's going to take a lot of mental toughness uh, to to win in this atmosphere. Heck, they they just already uh, did that, and uh, I, I just think at Auburn, at Arkansas, even at Kentucky, those tight games don't look as daunting today as they did uh, yesterday morning. It's not a podcast if I don't mute myself, so it's officially a podcast. Um, shoot, Jimmy, frankly, um, Alabama at Mississippi State, December 28th. Ooh, same thing. Now, look, here's what's beautiful. You and I both agreed, and we caught some flack for this from some of our listeners, and, and look, rightfully so. I was trying to be a realist. I said in this five-game stretch of Houston, Jackson State well, – let me go to in order. Houston, Memphis, uh, Gonzaga – Jackson State and Mississippi State. I said, if we go three and two, I'm thrilled to death. Yep. Jimmy, I, I excuse me while I fantasize about five and zero. Oh. Now, if we go four and one, I'm still thrilled. I I would prefer that one not be Mississippi State. I would rather it be Jackson State than Mississippi State. I'd rather lose to Memphis and Gonzaga than lose to Mississippi State. Good point. Because Fair. of what it means, you know, in terms of yeah. Winning the SEC, you you road wins in the SEC. That's how you win the championship. You have well, more not road only that. Else. Not only that, we've built up so much collateral. I see a win like this, and we we know the wheels fell off last year, right? We're the only team in the SEC to lose to Georgia last year. Think about that. But the goodwill we had built up, the 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 compound interest of beating Gonzaga in Seattle. And, and beating Houston and Baylor, that, that saved our bacon. See, when you get a couple of wins like North Carolina when they're number one, like Michigan State anytime they're ever anything, like Houston 
you've built up so much goodwill, you can afford to do some really stupid things. And here's the thing, we're so young, we're going to do some of those stupid things. And I don't want anybody to think we're going to win out. I, I, Alabama fans are notorious to, to treat basketball like football sometimes and say, mm-hmm. you know, ah, we lost this game, we suck, blah, blah, blah. We're going to lose some games, guys. SEC is strong. Stat, I mean, they are tougher than a $2 steak. So, seriously, just hang in there with us. Be proud as a peacock right now that we we won this thing. I mean, that was just glorious. I love it. I've, I'm fired up. I can't wait for the next game, which is Memphis, 8 o'clock Tuesday. Please show up. Tougher, I, tougher game. Tougher game. Memphis or Gonzaga? Before we play, which one – which team – which team looks more daunting to you? I'm not I, sure. I'm gonna, yeah, it's close. Memphis is going to be ranked now. They just beat Auburn. Um, but and that's great. I mean, that means we play, you know, number one, probably number 20 or whatever they'll be, and then number 17, 16, whatever Gonzaga will be. And um, I'm going to say a tougher game is Gonzaga because they got to feel like their back's against the wall. But I could also make the argument it is Memphis because we come off this big win and you wonder how our young guys will respond to that. That's but here's my thing because Brandon Miller played overall so poorly. I'm thinking he's going to have a nice comeback game against Memphis. I, I really believe that. So Memphis is also very, very uh, senior laden. So that's going to be a big thing. All right, Jimmy, I, I said we're going to talk Alabama, Mississippi. We're going to do it after this break because I've got to go pick up my daughter here in just a minute. But right now, I want to tell everybody all about Simply Safe. At Locked On Bama, we believe home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system. That's Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked On Bama listeners 40% off a new security system. Don't put this off. Here's why I love it. I have Simply Safe at my home. It's awesome. I mean, it, it makes my wife and my young daughter feel secure. When my other kids are here, they all feel secure. And it makes me feel secure when I'm not here. I, I just love Simply Safe. It, it's so easy. And uh, you can you you got professional support twenty four seven. You can't beat that. Simply Safe was named best home security system of twenty twenty two by U.S. News and World Report, a third year in a row. Don't miss your chance to say big on my favorite security system. Get forty percent off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe unlike Simply Safe. <clears throat> excuse my clearing of the throat, but Jimmy, okay, basketball, love you. Um, I'm going to talk a little Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game. Uh, for those who don't know, I got to go to the game. Um, it was at USA, University of South Alabama's new stadium, which is glorious. What a fantastic place to play high school football stuff. My God, I would love it if the Super 7 uh, rotated there for some reason. That would be awesome. I loved it. I know it wouldn't be fair to the Huntsville folks, but, uh, man, I'm telling you, that place was great. Um, Jimmy, my initial thoughts, again, I know you didn't get to see a ton of it, so just chime in when you feel froggy. Uh, number one, Peter Woods won the MVP for Alabama. Alabama team Alabama won 14-10. They had no business winning, and they won 14-10. to 10. Um, Peter Woods won MVP. And he is dominant. I didn't know this till this morning. He had seven tackles for a loss. That's ridiculous. That's I mean, insanity. Utterly but, ridiculous, considering he was matched up against all-star offensive linemen and not just a regular high school football game. Let me also say this. <clears throat> the Mississippi squad must not have known about Peter Woods. <laughs> because they were matching him up against a tight end that was about 215 pounds. And that was just 
I was like, what are y'all doing? But, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm sorry. I got something in my throat. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, but here's the other thing. Peter Woods jumped off sides three times. They also put him in a wildcat at the goal line when Alabama was down 10, nothing, uh, late in the third. And he got the first carry, got it down to the one. They do it again. They line up. This is what the lineup was. Uh, Kelby Collins, Peter Woods, Braden Joyner in the backfield. The snap, the snap comes back to Peter Woods. He fumbles it. Mississippi gets the ball. Now, it did. Alabama ended up winning the game, but it was a fumble. And, I mean, so let me tell you who my MVP would have been. And um, that would have been Davian oh, – gosh, uh, they got the wrong number on here, so I've got to look. And, and now I'm, I'm, I've been so fired up about basketball. Davian Dozier, <clears throat> a wide receiver from Moody. Yep. who made two spectacular plays to win the game. Um, he was he was fantastic. Uh, committed to Arkansas. Really good player, big player. If Alabama were taking him, I would have no problem with it. He can go up and get the ball. I, the speed may be a bit of a question, which maybe that's, uh, that's what the issue is. But he's a big-bodied wide receiver who went up and, and jump balled a touchdown to win the game. Um, I'm just going to run down some folks here. Sunterine Perkins was the best player on the field to me. He won the Mississippi MVP. Um, he has now become a must-get. If you asked me, boy, yeah, I'd, I'd, if you could have one of them, if you're Alabama, I probably would choose Peter Woods, number one, because his defensive line, and number two, hometown kid. But, man, Peter – I mean, uh, Sunterine Perkins is no consolation prize. I, th I thought he was the best player on the field. Absolutely unbelievable. If Alabama can flip him – Please, eight-pound, six-ounce baby Jesus, make that happen. Um, Yonzi Pierre had a strip sack. Um, he was unblockable at times. Super, super quick. Very impressed with him. Uh, Yonzi Pierre, maybe, yeah, he needs to put on a little weight, but uh, like him a lot. Cam Shanks, a uh, kid from Prattville that is committed to Liberty. Uh, I asked him, I got to interview him, and I asked him if he's still going to Liberty. He said, yeah, you know, because Hugh Freeze left. I thought maybe Auburn would give him a look. But I, he's just very, very small. Uh, but, boy, he had a monster return that was called back for a block in the back. And he had also several catches. He's, he's a good player, and Liberty's getting somebody that's going to, like, give people headaches. Um, was not impressed with anybody on the offensive line. None of them. I mean, both offensive lines were dominated by the defensive lines. That's not crazy because Hunter Osborne, Peter Woods, Kelby Collins – Kelby Collins, by the way, Jimmy, at one time I had the belief and had reason to believe Alabama wouldn't pursue him all that hard. I think that that has changed, and I would take Kelby Collins right now, all day, any day. He ended up going out with an injury. He had to, he had he sort of strained his Achilles, but he said he's fine. So, um, and and again, I'm just throwing out some names, and I'm gonna let you comment to end the show. Christopher Vizina uh, didn't do much, but at the end, at the end, Jimmy. He threw his three best passes. He saved his three best passes for last. He and Earl Woods both threw picks. Um, Earl Woods committed to Jacksonville State. A good player, very quick from Hueytown, Mr. Football, a year ago. He won't win that award this year, but very good. Um, and then Brayson Hubbard, who played quarterback at Mississippi. I've, also, I've been hearing, hey, he's getting looks at quarterback from other D1. Uh -uh, he's not a quarterback. He, now, he's tough as nails. He's got a Tim Tebow vibe about him. But he's a safety all day, every day, and I think he's a really, really good one too. I think he's going to be a good player wherever he goes. Jeremiah Cobb only got one carry. I thought that was weird. Um, Khalifa Keith committed to Tennessee from Parker. Looked good. Big-bodied guy. He reminds me of Kawasi A. Smoke from Wetumpka from a few years ago. And Sylvester Smith uh, committed to 
Tennessee also. Uh, he looked pretty good. Tennessee and Ole Miss had some good-looking dudes out there. But, Jimmy, I'll just let you go now. Now, the uh, two Alabama offensive linemen in state, they were not in the game. Isn't that correct? Uh, Raquez McElderry and uh, Wilkin Formby, uh, they did not correct. play in the game, correct? Correct. Well, good, because you talked about how the offensive lines on neither team were very impressive. So I just wanted to make sure that Formby and uh, McElderry weren't among the unimpressive. To me, I think uh, Peter Woods and Suntreen Perkins are huge stories, just in the sense that Alabama, to this point, has failed to land either one, and they both look like superstar players at the next level. I will say that on tape, I find this very interesting. I'm a big Perkins fan. I was before yesterday. Now I'm an even bigger fan after hearing him do so well in this game against such elite competition. But uh, to me, uh, in terms of a kid that plays the same position, I mean, to me, Sunturin is a Will linebacker at Alabama, an inside linebacker probably in the Will spot. Uh, If he sticks with his commitment to Ole Miss, the guy Alabama is likely to sign that's going to play that spot hopefully, is Arion Carter from Memphis. I would just say that what's exciting to me is as good as Sunturin is, and I love him, uh, based on their high school highlight tape, uh, I like Carter even more. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if that ends up proving to be the case because obviously Perkins is is almost certainly going to be a big star. Uh, Arion Carter is visiting Alabama this weekend. I think he's a vital player for Alabama in this class. I think Alabama needs minimum to sign Carter or Perkins, one or the other. I'm going to be greedy and say you need both. I'll take both, trust me. But, but uh, you know, you, you definitely need one or the other. I think that's really interesting. And, of course, Peter Woods, I think that ship is, has almost certainly sailed. Uh, didn't end up uh, the way we wanted it to go, but uh, what, a, what a fantastic football player he is. And, uh, gosh, this All-Star game won't be the last we hear of uh, Peter Woods. I think he's going to be a, a superstar player in college at Clemson. I'm right there with you. Uh, again, I would love Peter Woods. I mean, I wish there was something we could do. I don't think he. Could, I don't think he's flippable. Uh, people keep asking that. I just don't think it's going to happen. Here's, here's what we can do, and that's sign James Smith. Uh, same position, bigger kid, bigger. You know, there's a, some knocks on Peter Woods due to his size. He he's actually small-ish for the interior. He's not small, and Luke saw him up close yesterday. I'm sure the last thing you thought of when you were looking at him, Luke, was that guy's small. Uh, but uh, he is smaller than the typical five-star defensive tackle. Uh, and James Smith is just a bigger kid, uh, more of an SEC-looking fit. Uh, but James Smith is just an absolutely critical player for Alabama because that defensive line recruiting uh, right now is a little bit of a question mark. But if you sign Smith plus Jordan Renaud plus Edric Hill plus Hunter Osborne, who I understand was also fairly impressive yesterday – uh, you sign those four, uh, that, that's a really good defensive line class. No, I, I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, James Smith will make you – and, and look, if, if we can somehow flip Kelby Collins. I didn't get to interview Kelby Collins. Uh, I do get the, the sense that maybe we're still in this thing. Um, I would love to see that happen. Kelby Collins has impressed me more and more uh, as the season has gone along, so I'd love to get him. But, um, yeah, Peter Woods is, is – is, look, it's just a miss, and sometimes you miss – Alabama is not flipping. I'm, I'm 100% convinced of that. I'm not trying to be a negative Nelly. I just – this is based on things I, I know. So, uh, I feel like he's going to Clemson. So, let's move on. Let's focus on James Smith and, and Quay Russell, who both visited this past weekend in Alabama. We'll talk about that on the next podcast. Jimmy, 
got to run, go get my daughter. Uh, appreciate you guys so much for watching and listening, man. We're like at almost 3,200 subscribers now. That's amazing. We appreciate you guys so much. This is so much fun. Uh, Jimmy and I are so fortunate to get to go to so many of these different events and we love bringing you all this information. We hope, uh, it's something that's good for you guys every single day. And, um, thank you guys again. So until next time, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide. 10 days to signing day.